hello and uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Raul, if you wouldn't mind just for the benefit of the listeners giving a little background on yourself um, so that they can get to know you and what you're all about, that would be great. Hey, absolutely. Yes, so my name is Raul. I am a photographer, filmmaker, consultant. Um, I've been traveling around the world now for a number of years, uh, four years consistently prior to uh, shutting down with COVID and everything going on. And I've been traveling around utilizing storytelling to bridge the gap on creating awareness of the powerful stories around us. And what I mean by that is that my intention is that I want to highlight positive, constructive stories of people who are creating impact in their communities around the world, and more so in developing neighborhoods. But doing it near and far and everywhere in between, I I just love to connect with people that mean well for the world around them and help them get their story out so that way they could create the partnerships, the resources, and the connections that they need to thrive. Awesome. Well, that's exactly the kind of people that we're trying to highlight here on the podcast. Uh, you know, people from different fields that are doing similar things. You want to maybe give a, an example of a, of a place you've been and, and something you've done in that place so that people can kind of get a more concrete idea of, of uh, what you're doing? Sure, definitely. I actually started with photography back in 2010. I moved to Spain for for a few months coaching for a company out there. I, I have a background in being a life coach and a personal development consultant. So I've worked on different platforms on just psychosocial development, cognitive thinking, consciousness. And I was fortunate enough to go out to Spain to work for a company out there and help them develop their first program. And while I did that, I was I bought my first camera. I've always been an artist. I've always been a drawer, musician, dancer, and just finding new mediums of expressing myself. And when I was in Spain, I got to get behind the camera and start documenting the world around us. And I became extremely fascinated by how people relate to their reality, how they relate to their circumstances, their adversity, their their triumph, their struggle. And aside from seeing how different people live, it was fascinating to see the common denominators on what made us all relative. And so fast forward that every single country, I I got bit by the travel bug, (laughs) every single country that I went to (laughs) since then, I had the intention that I want to leave an impact. I want to leave a footprint behind. And the way that looked like is to partnering with local organizations who are creating a difference and just help them out with coaching, consulting, helping them kind of get direction on how do we build a structure to get yourself known and heard so that way you can continue helping your people. Uh, I lived in Brazil, in the favelas of Brazil, for six months, which, if people don't know, they're known to be one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the world because of the high level of drug trafficking and violence that occurs there. But the, there's so many people in there that are meaning well, who are living a life of integrity, who are trying to get ahead, take care of their family, and support people with them. Uh, so giving an example... A couple of the organizations that I worked with inside of the favelas was a capoeira teacher that teaches the kids for free so that way he can instill discipline, unity through the art of dance and martial arts through uh, the art of capoeira. And so I've met people like him that are utilizing the craft for impact. And I've taken this work from the favelas of Brazil to Iraq to India, 
Senegal, around Europe, around the U.S., uh, and just tons of countries around the world where I've been fortunate enough to meet local leaders and help them get their story heard. That's awesome. So, so what does the process look like when you land on the ground in a country you've never been to before? Do you have contacts ahead of time or do you just show up and start reconning it and find people? How does that work? Yeah, it happens both ways, actually. There's some times where I have, I've been fortunate to meet, to build a community around the world of brothers and sisters who are just out there doing amazing things, who are connected to more amazing people doing amazing things. So in the conversation of me supporting them in their process and doing what I do, they are inclined to introduce me to more people that are, that are saying, hey, you, you have to check this guy out doing this project in Nigeria uh, and to, Ecuador into New York and LA or wherever it might be. This is the stuff that they're doing. And I want to connect with more people like this so that I could, one, support them in their mission at the same time, learn from them. Because my intention is to further my, be more sophisticated in the way that I impact. And so I've been able to meet people and go to collaborate with them. And then sometimes there's a country that I want to go to. I buy a ticket, nothing booked, no hotel, no hospital, no, nothing set up. I land, I hit up a cafe, and I start speaking to the person behind the counter. And I'm just tell them what, what I'm up to, what my mission is, and they start connecting me. And so sometimes I, I have zero connection inside of the country, and I find my way into such intimate places uh, where I wouldn't have exposure as a tourist. That's fascinating. So you're you're kind of two parts. You're networked and you're networking, and you're doing this kind of uh, organic uh, intelligence gathering, if you will, where you're 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 finding people wherever you go that that make an impact. How are you connecting? You said you wanted to help make connections. How are you connecting those people? Are you just connecting them with yourself or are you connecting them with other organizations? Yeah. And now to this level of my career, I've been fortunate enough to start pulling uh, clients who are looking for my services because they know what I do for organizations. And what I'm able to do, what I've, what I've been doing is that I'll go to a country, I'll partner with local organizations in an underdeveloped or underprivileged community where they have less resources, where they might have less knowledge, might, because some of them are well more educated in some areas than I could ever imagine. Uh, but there's some areas in regards to marketing, to promoting their work, to having, to, to be a storyteller, to convey their message to the right people where they might lack and they're unable to afford help from a professional to be able to excel. So what they're doing is pretty much doing whatever they can with the resources that they have. I love to work with these people. I love to work with these communities that mean well, that are up against higher circumstances than I, as, as an American, am, am privileged not to have to endure those circumstances. And I've been able to go and support them on, okay, who, who are you speaking to? What's the message that you need to get out there to support the people and the projects that you're up to? How do we craft this story? How do we tell the story in a way that's not just informative, but it's emotional, it's experiential. 
So people don't see you as someone that has a problem, but they see themselves in it and they can relate to something and they, they can make the difference in your life. So I support them in creating that story, getting that message out there, and possibly bridging the gap to resources. And one of our success stories, there was a, uh, when I was traveling through, uh, through uh, this country in South Asia, I was able to support them in developing a promotion kit, uh, a, pretty much a PDF that's informative that has their photography, and I coached them on how to develop it. They put that out there, and uh, a few months later, they were awarded $20,000 uh, in funding in in a developing community that's that's like millions of dollars for us that is a life changing right. experience so yeah I, I just been able to utilize my skill set combine it and package it to support these people in in that and I just fell in love with the process so I just kept on doing it well I've known you for years I mean I've seen your art mm -hmm. I know I know how beautiful your photography is and and I've seen even your your pen and ink and pencil and charcoal art mm -hmm. back when you were you know getting ready to go to art school I remember mm -hmm. looking at your portfolio and seeing your work but it sounds to me you know what what you've what you've ultimately become is a storyteller when did that transformation take place? I mean, when did you, when did you kind of realize, wait a minute, uh, I'm not just an artist. Like I have this ability to use my abilities to tell the story of these people and help get their, their stories out so that they can get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a loaded story right here. <laughs> and, um, and there's, Part of it was discovery through the process, and part of it is something that I've always known. And what I mean by that is that ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a designer. So when I've actually met you, I was looking to get back into design school. I actually got my, my degree in industrial design, where I mostly focused on furniture and lighting design for the fact that I didn't want to contribute to plastic manufacturing pollution to the world. I wanted to utilize material that we could refurbish, reuse, and um, and and just create from there. And something that's crafty because I've always I love to be hands-on. So I was working, and I worked my way up in this design company to be the lead designer of of this furniture and lighting design company. Simultaneously, I am still traveling. Every year, I would go to two, three, four, five, six countries. And I would do the work that I was doing on the side for my passion projects, my art. And I remember being in Myanmar, in Burma, and I was working in this bamboo hut village. And we were walking through, no electricity, no drinking water, one meal a day. And I met this abundantly happy little bamboo hut community that they were so inclined to loving on each other and utilizing each other as resources. During monsoon season, some of their homes would be completely destroyed and the community the next day would pick up and build their homes again. And they, they, they just had something that was so sacred and so special. And I was able to give my gift to these people and support them in their mission on creating a healthier, sustainable balance for, for their youth, for their kids. And I, I would just, I reached a godly type of joy that when I came back to, to the U.S. and I went back to the design company, we were building this 
lobby desk for uh, a Fifth Avenue building in, in Manhattan. It's like a $50,000 lobby desk. And we were talking for about six days on the hardware, on hinges. They were going to use. <laughs> and I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not... I, I came with the intention, I've always, ever since I was a kid, wanted to utilize design as a way to support people in healing. And I realized this, is, this has been a, a long dream that I've had for a while, and it's not speaking to my direct truth that I know is really present with me, something that was birthed through the process. And I, I left the design company. I launched Live Loud, Photo Video and Consulting. I was able to turn my clients into something that's more profitable, helping people in the branding and marketing and simultaneously create the freedom for me to continue traveling around the world and spreading this message. I, I did so because I grew up in a rough house. I grew up in a home where there was chaos in, in my parents' relationship with themselves. There was constant screaming, constant fighting. There was mental, emotional, and some physical abuse there. And I know what it's like to scream for help and not make a sound. I know what it's like to look around and be surrounded by people and feel extremely lonely and not know what to do with it. And so when I travel the world and I want to help more people that have good in their heart, who are meaning well and are just trying to be heard, and I've developed a skill set to support them in doing that. So my mission is to continue doing that and give voices to the people who mean well, because I think this world needs so much more of that. That's awesome. I, I mean, for sure, right? Like you, you, you and I have both done a significant amount of traveling. You get, you get outside the United States and you, you see these communities that are, that are happy that are that are functional and and they they arguably do a better job of loving on each mm -hmm. other than than we do here with all of our affluence you know and they're doing it from nothing mm -hmm. um so you you ultimately became this voice for the voiceless where you're you're kind of traveling around and 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 some of it is okay I want to go here and then you just kind of land and see what happens. And some of it is people connecting you. Hey, there's this guy you should really check out over in New Guinea or wherever. And you go and you mm -hmm. go check the guy out. <clears throat> um, and you, you've been able to turn this into a, a, a project that's actually generating money for people that need it. Like you said, when you were in Cambodia, you you help these people put a package together that generated twenty thousand dollars of revenue for them, which is a phenomenal amount of money in in uh, in Cambodia um, because of the exchange rate and everything. People can look into that if they need to, right? But um, what, where do you see what is the future for this vision from where you are now? Where do you see yourself going? What's the goal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been spending the last few years traveling, bouncing around, working on a documentary concept and, and just creating content to be able to pitch it to higher level. I didn't intend to pitch it. I've always been a Swiss Army knife. I'm a very good Lone Ranger. I'm the type of person that we could be having a dialogue 
I'll be hit with inspiration and say, I got to go. You will get a flyer to my gallery show in a month or two from now. And, and next thing you know, I've manifested and created the project that I had in mind. And it's been, it's, it's been very fruitful. I'm proud of my achievements that I've been able to create on my own. But this project and this mission is so much bigger than myself. And because of that, I've enabled the potential of what it could be by doing it on my own. So as I traveled around, I've been working on this documentary concept to celebrate uh, local leaders, ordinary people doing extraordinary things that are going unrecognized and and pretty much just being able to tell their story on how resilient they are to rise above their circumstances and support and take people with them along the way. So my intention with this is that I'm going to travel the world with this documentary and just show it around the world. That's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario, I would get partnerships and funding to actually go out and shoot with a team of people, which is what I'm looking to do in the future. My intention is I want to collaborate with a small-scale production uh, team, just pull people together that mean well, that the whole intentionality of why they exercise their craft is to create healing in the world through cinematography, through photography, through storytelling. And I want to work with these people on going around the world and telling these intimate stories so it works on multiple levels. One, my subject gets support by exposure. They get connected to resources, funding, partnership, anything they need to be able to support them in their mission. Two, it impacts the viewer because the message is not just about the subject. It's about us relating to our reality in the way that we do, how we relate to struggle, how we relate to triumph. And it's something that my viewers can take home, their lesson, and be better fathers and mothers and sons and daughters and friends and brothers. So it, it works in the sense that it creates awareness that we get to celebrate cultural diversity. This is a mission. I wanna celebrate cultural diversity while highlighting that our human element makes us more alike than we are different. That we experience love, joy, fear, pain. These are all <clears throat> common denominators that make us vastly more alike than we are mm -hmm. different. And so I wanna utilize storytelling to convey that message around the world. This is something that, this is a common denominator that I'm finding amongst all the, the people, even myself, right? P mm -hmm. The people on the podcast uh, so far have all been people who at some point in their life, usually in their childhood, grew up in some kind of traumatic circumstance. They were bullied. Their family life wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. And then from that trauma, kind of an idea is, is outburst. And they head out into the world and they're like, okay, this happened to me. I'm going to see what I can do to keep it from happening to other people. Uh, ready, go. It, it, that sounds kind of similar to what you experienced, right? You didn't have mm -hmm. the most ideal home life and, and you felt like you didn't have a voice. And so you went out into the world and you're like, I'm going to give people without a voice a voice. Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a tool or an instrument that we all have exposure to. And if we could awaken some awareness, then we could be able to seize that opportunity. 
So what I mean by that is that there's, we're either operating in an empowering content or a context or a disempowering context. And what I mean by that is the disempowering context is, is we're operating from scarcity, we're operating from fear, from pain, from avoidance, from resistance, from judgment, from shame. We're, we're operating from a place of trying to dilute pain and that, that comes with how life happens to us, right? Life happens to us. People pass away, we lose jobs, parents get divorced, uh, lovers cheat. There, there's a number of things that happen in, in our world, and it ignites a feeling. Now, we could utilize this feeling, the same thing that we would do with something positive, but usually something that's negative that, that pulls us into a, a darker place. So that's the disempowering side. The empowering side is operating from a place of abundance, connection, love, opportunity, possibility, and, and operating from there. Now, when we experience any type of emotion, we have an opportunity to either react or respond. Reaction is going to be what we automatically fire off based on what we're feeling. So if I push you, your reaction might be to push me back. But if you're operating from an empowering conversation, you now have the power to choose, how do I respond to this? What do I choose to do with this energy? This trauma and pain that I've experienced growing up could either be my burden that I carry on my back or my fuel that I utilize to, to, to take me forward. And, and that I learned was a choice. And the way that I could teach this to people, aside from just words, is utilizing a story where Art is one of the few things that exists out there that when we see it, before we judge it, before we say it's not for us, before we say I don't like it or I like it, we try to see ourselves in it. So if I could utilize cinematic artistry to have people observe and open themselves up while I instill a message, then that's something now that you could take home and you could choose what to do with it. And what you do with it after that is none of my business. But... I want to give people the opportunity to be able to reflect where am I operating from and is this what I want? So there's this thing where all of us, uh, at least so far, all of the guests are, as we go out and we try to help others heal, we're finding healing ourselves, which I think is one of those secrets of all the spiritual teachings of the world, right? There's something about service that unlocks your own healing. Uh, when you when you stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about other people, when you stop thinking about your lack of voice and start trying to give voice to other people, there's there's a healing that takes place that I don't think that you can get any other way. Have you found this? process of being out in the world and, and giving a voice to the voiceless, have you found it to be healing for yourself as well? Oh, 100%. 100%. I, the whole intention behind Live Loud, my business being called Live Loud, is that I want to make the good as loud as possible. And kind of as, as I was sharing before, I know what it's like to feel unheard. So as I go and support people I'm able to utilize my history, my experience, and and deal with my healing and, and my process of what that looks like for myself. It's the same thing for coaching. If I'm going to coach someone, I'm going to try it on. I'm going to practice it myself. I can't coach you on a topic in your life that 
I myself am unaware of, that I'm not practicing in myself. So by default, in order to support you and love you, which is bigger than me, I need to be able to access that empowering conversation in me and exercise what I am trying to create for, for the person that's in front of me. So in this experience, I've been able to I've been able to open myself up to something really divine and spiritual. I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily a religious person, but I'm tapped into my faith and my spirituality. And I experience something so vast that's much bigger than me. And I'm I'm aware of it. I'm aware of my size in this scale of abundance of the world around us and what's occurring in other people's reality. And by doing that, I'm able to see myself, humble myself, grow, and learn more about the things that, that speak to me because I'm finding people that are on their same path, and now we get to share it. We get to talk about it together. That's awesome. And so as you're kind of helping other people unpack, because, you know, being able, sometimes it's not just the voice, right? It's the, it's the vehicle, the, the, the being able to have a vehicle to articulate Mm -hmm. what you need. I mean, a lot of these people in, in the, in the third world, they, they, they can't even articulate what they need on a, on a basic level. Um, Mm -hmm. in, in part of our, our time, you, you know, like we, we kind of, our relationship, we, we drift apart for a while and then we come back together and we like catch up and then we drift apart and we catch up. Well, I, one of my last drifts away was down to Ecuador where I was trying to help some kids that had been the victim of human trafficking. Right. And I, I wound up putting this very physical program together thinking, you know, they would need to fight the traffickers. I had seen too many movies basically. Right. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to teach all these guys to be action movie stars and, you know, be able to fight off their oppressors and do all this kind of stuff. And and what I found is so it's interesting that you're focusing on giving people a voice so much, right? What I found was that they just wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to hang out. You know, they, they didn't really care about the, the physical piece. That That was something that for me – you know, I felt getting bullied and getting pushed around as a kid. I felt that being able to fight back was this critical piece. And I got down there and, you know, these kids are like, I fight every day, bro. I don't mm-hmm. need you to teach me how to fight. Mm-hmm. I just want to process my trauma. Like, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Let's let's do push-ups and talk. Mm-hmm. Um Have you found that to be true? You know, as, as you're heading out and, and, and doing this, giving this this voice to people, uh, have you found that that you're getting feedback that maybe when you started you had one idea, okay, it's going to go this way, this is what's going to happen, and then you get some feedback and you're like, oh wait, that's different than what I thought. Uh, let me let me kind of put my idea aside and let me listen to what you guys are saying and adjust my 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 stuff a little bit to better fit your needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When I first went out, even when I was coaching or even to a couple of years ago, my ambition was to, in an exaggerated sense, heal the world. 
And in this process of being out in the world, I've learned, well, who the hell am I to do that? <laughs> and second of all, who says that this world needs healing? Now, in my prior argument, I would look around and be like, of course we need healing. We see what's going on with Mother Earth. We see what's going on in politics. We see what's going on with destruction and pain and chaos and violence and all that stuff that's occurring around us. Yeah. And we don't hear so much about the good stories, right? The things that are pulling us together, the things that harmonize, because that's actually just affecting the people who are directly in correlation with it and the couple of people who know about it outside of that circle. But when something bad happens, that, is, that ripples out. We hear that on the news. We, hear, we see that spread, and that causes destruction, trauma, pain. It changes perspective. It changes worry. So I became more aware of the beast that I'm up against. And at the same time, my, my level of responsibility and being able to, to create some of that healing. And there's this old story that I think about that supports and humbling myself and at the same time giving myself encouragement to keep on going because it's really discouraging when I'm up to this work and then I look around and there's such pain and, and torture going on around the world and it's like, okay, um, am I failing? because mm-hmm. this is still occurring or, or mm-hmm. not. And so there's that story about the, the old man and the young, young man uh, walking along the beach. I'm not sure if you heard of it. If your viewers have heard of this, I'm, it's a pretty popular story. Uh, a large wave comes and washes thousands of starfish along the beach shore. Thousands of starfish go pushed on the beach shore. And this one man is walking one direction on the beach, walking over the starfish and saying, pour them. You know, this. look at the tragedy, how many thousands of starfish are going to die. On the other side, walking towards the man is this kid who's picking a starfish up one at a time, throwing it in the water. Picking up one at a time, throw it in the water. And the old man says, how naive of you. You think you're out here making a difference. You're not making a difference. There's thousands of starfish here. You're not going to be able to save all of them. And the kid picks up a starfish, throws it in the water, and says, I made a difference with that one. And, wow. and I learned that in my mission on healing the world, it's really the, the only way I could exercise being in that space is sitting in front of someone and actually listening to them and supporting them on what they actually need based on where they're at. How can I support them based on where they're at? Not that we need to change anything, but everyone right now, unless you cultivate an extreme level of Zen practice where you you experience yourself absent of this, everyone else right now, everyone listening, you and I, we have some things that are beating up on us right now that could be tainting our peace, can be holding us back, can be hurting us. But we don't see it, maybe. We don't. We might not know cognitively on the forefront of our mind what that is, but we all experience that. Now, what we do with that experience can either be proactive, progressive, or or destructive. And and that's why I want to utilize storytelling because it's not just to tell the story that you know you're telling. I utilize storytelling for you to discover more about yourself as well. Mm. So what this does is that I could sit in front of someone and have them get to know themselves even more deeply and intimately 
so that way I could get to your heart and from there tell your story for the for the rest of the world to hear it. So awesome. It, it's uh it, it doesn't do justice that I say I'm doing marketing and branding through photo and video because it's much <laughs> that's like the byproduct I guess, but it's it's much more of what I intend to do. And so as you're out there and you're you're kind of doing these of course covid has shot everybody in the foot but mm-hmm. you're doing these these missions out into the world as you as you uh as it seems like you're doing right you're doing like these little as a military guy right it seems like you're de- you deploy here you do a little mm-hmm. a little uh a little action you see a little action and then you come back have you found um, doing this work, is it fulfilling or is it draining? When, you, when you're out there working, because you do, you do, like you said, you get exposed to a lot of darkness when you're out there trying to help. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it, it's hard, right? You see, it, it gets overwhelming at times where you're like, man, I can never do enough. And that's where that kind of starfish story, you know, well, I helped one starfish, mm-hmm. you know, I helped one kid i helped mm-hmm. one old lady you have you found that there's you need to recover you need to kind of come back and and uh and and find your peace again and and resettle or do you do you get charged up when you're out there doing all this serving uh there's both i would say but i do get more so more than anything i get charged up at first, when I started going out there, I was willing, this is like very early in my photography career, I was willing to even be a warfront photographer, where I would be willing, up in, and obviously I'm ignorant with the topic, because what do I know about being on the front line, you know, uh, of, of being in front of that, uh, of war. But there was a willingness in me to do that. And then as I was doing, as I was traveling around, and hearing about pain, but also hearing about good that people are doing, I thought, well, we hear about pain all the time. I don't know if I really care to dedicate my my skill to share about more pain. Mm. And it, it might be, I think it's necessary. I think we need to learn about how we're in pain so we could actually do something about it. But I don't want to be an advocate about what's what's wrong with the world i want to be an advocate for what's right with the world what's what what are people doing that is helping so when i'm there there there's a lot of emotion that could come with it because of because of having empathy of of the occurring world that they're going through and everything that they're experiencing and at the same time I get to work on celebrating people's resilience. And when I have that hat on, it's I, I, I just get fueled with this endorphins of, of love and creativity and playfulness and success. You know, it really changes my perspective on what do, what do I mean by success? What do I think success is? Coming from New York where I'm hustling and bustle, networking, pushing clients, converting clients, billing people, sending invoices, it's very easy to do business, right? And it's consuming to do business. And I equated that to being successful. But to go around the world and be able to stand in front of someone and be like, I got you and you got me and let's support each other in this mission on healing. 
to me, I've at least personally, as of now, that's definitely my version of, of success. That being said, I do need to come back sometimes and just recoup because I want to also take care of my livelihood, continue mm. taking care of my mother. I have my future ambitions to be able to to provide and, and hold that space and safety and security and stability. And that takes me scaling and winning and progressing in my career as well. So as much as I give, I I get to really focus on practicing on giving to myself. And the same way that I'm going out into the world and supporting people on their mission to allow people like you, like what we're doing right now, to support me because you are supporting me right now in me telling my story and letting myself be loud, which is something I don't get very often. So plug in. Thank you very much, Ben. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, bro, it, there's this whole thing, this this whole uh, – a lot of the conversations – through one vein or another have wound up being about how we're using our work to process our trauma. Right. Um, we all, like you said, we all grow up in these situations that are less than ideal or you lose a loved one or, you know, you break up with the love of your life or whatever the case may be. And you're, and you're kind of left with these wounds for, for lack of a, a better way of putting it. Right. And you have, you, you put it very eloquently, like you can take that and you can do with it what you want. Like you can focus on the negative if you want to, or you can try to do something positive with it. Um, yeah. And I, there's people like you and, and the other guests on the podcast that when I was trying to do something positive, um, they stepped up and they volunteered their time and they gave resources and they they were helping hands to me when I needed it. And so for me, this this light bulb came on and I thought, you know, there's not a lot of people out there who are having some kind of platform, kind of like you are with your storytelling, to, to draw attention to people that are making a difference. And a lot of times they're doing it at a loss. They're doing it out of their own pocket. They're doing it mm -hmm. on their free time, like you are. I mean, it's this, there's this common denominator amongst people, I think, that are, that are trying to make a difference. Because like you said, the bad stuff sells. We see it all the time. You know, it, mm -hmm. it takes self-defense. You got self-defense guys that make all their money pitching fear all the time. You know, mm -hmm. are you mm -hmm. tough enough? If someone comes up on you in a dark alley and assault, <laughs> can you fight? Could, you know, all this. And they, 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 they hit you with all this fear and then they sell you mm -hmm. a product to try to like make you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are that are saying, hey, and these are the people that I'm trying to bring attention to, and we're just talking about self-defense as an example, but like people who are using their platform to make people stronger, better, happier, more functional. Um, and that's what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to do. And I think that if we can get these kind of stories out there, we can have a positive effect, right? We can push back on this mm -hmm. tide of negativity 
I mean, you've been in the States lately. It's so divided. Everybody mm-hmm. is afraid. Everybody is lacking mm-hmm. empathy for the other side of the argument. And and if yep. if all these people like you and, and all these other people and myself can bring attention to the fact that it's like, hey, we're all just human, right? You You may believe mm-hmm. something different than I believe. Uh, but if I can have empathy for you and you can have empathy for me, you know, maybe we can heal a little bit. Maybe we can stop Mm -hmm. fracturing as a country, you know, as a, as a, as a planet and, Mm -hmm. uh, and just grow in togetherness, you know, Mm -hmm. because there are positive stories out there. I mean, you're highlighting them and, and these other people are, are, are making, a positive impact in their respective fields and, and like that's, but like, let's look at that. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's fill our, our gas tanks with that instead of all the, all the negativity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's great to have you on, bro. I, I mean, like this is, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you on. It's an honor to highlight anybody who's making a, a positive difference in the world. Thank you, man. Yeah, and and to that to that point, I believe I believe in the world where our economical exchange can go towards conscious brands, which is why I work with conscious brands. Which and they could that could be a restaurant, a yoga teacher, it could be a textbook nine to five office space. But meaning well and having a consciousness built in the framework of the business is why I love doing this work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I'm also a for-profit. I'm not. I'm not a non-profit. I'm a for-profit, and because it's how do we create a win-win? So the way that, as I shared with you before, the way I've created that is, let me help you with your brand. Let me support you in getting your message out there through your photography, through your film, film, video work, and as you buy a package from me, a percentage goes towards helping out someone else. Helping out me getting to another place, working with a community that doesn't have accessibility to do so. So if we could integrate impact as we integrate our business model for profit, for sustainability, for growth and expansion, it imagine a world where business models need to be conscious of their communities. Where it's not just your net profit based on a product, like a product of supply and demand, but there's some level of conscientiousness. To, to whatever degree of the people around you and the impact it makes, doing it responsibly, having local resources, reducing carbon footprints, gender equality, anything that that supports some cause around you. If everyone just does it a little bit, how much further ahead can we be? And that's why I want to promote that. That's why I, I do visual branding, and then I get to sit in front of you, talk about your brand, but more so talk about who you are and who you are helping. And how do we tell that person that you're helping that I'm here? I'm here for you. This is why I exist. And now you win in your business. They win from getting the support that they need that didn't know what was available. I win because I'm on my mission to, one, I scale my business, and two, that I'm putting out the good word in the world. And something beautiful starts to occur. So I, I think that's that's just a likely possibility that that we're in the mix of creating now. This is why we're talking about it. That's awesome, bro. I mean, like, honestly, right, if we could, it's this whole cooperative, not to get like all hippie blue light, right? Like, but it's this whole like cooperative way of, of 
of interacting with your world and understanding that 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 we as people in the first world have this incredible amount of resources that a lot of people don't and if we can take even a portion of that like you said take like you do with your business you take a portion of the profits that you make and you recycle that into these trips to give mm-hmm. a voice to people who have no voice to give camera time and and uh attention to people that don't even have that opportunity i think there's so many people in the united states who don't understand how poor other countries are how mm-hmm. how little resource access they have i mean we had we were talking about it last night when we were in ecuador we had friends whose kitchen was the size of our bathroom in our apartment the whole kitchen mm-hmm. you know and 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 their apartment that they rented that they paid rent on didn't have a roof on it but it was a place to sleep and and you know we here in America we're kind of so skewed right because mm-hmm. we have so much i mean especially new york right like you live in mm-hmm. you live in one of the richest of the rich areas ever right and it's so yeah. easy to kind of get disconnected from reality and think oh yeah this is what the rest of the world looks like no <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and yeah. and yeah and and what's so valuable about what you're doing is 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 it, these people who maybe don't get a chance to travel to these areas they don't get a chance to see mm-hmm. how how different life is for people in Cambodia in a village it, it, seeing it just seeing it you know seeing the documentary mm-hmm. film you're putting together or the photos that you're taking can be impactful mm-hmm. enough to, to for them to overcome their inertia and want to give back and want to you know be a ba- a bigger part of the a bigger contributor to the global community if you will I think it's freaking awesome bro I really do I'm super pumped about it so I'm happy to have you on and 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 draw attention to your projects and uh, let's keep the the dialogue lines open. And maybe you can link up with some of these other guests and, and uh, you know, we all together can create something even bigger, you know, synergy type situation. Absolutely, man. It's it's a pre- like a pleasure being here and chatting with you as always, man. As you said, like we've drifted in and out over the, the last over more, a decade, a little over a decade now. And uh, it's it's just great to know that you're out in the world continuing to do your work on different scales. And now this venture, uh, I'm just really excited to see all the things that are going to come from this and to have more people out in the world in our network of people that mean well are out to do good stuff and, and on the process of doing it together. Awesome, bro. Well, now's your chance kind of at the end to wrap up. Uh, make sure you put your plug your website, plug your business, mm-hmm. put your information out there. And then also... There's a dedicated Facebook page for the podcast, uh, Finding the Truth, if you if you look it up. But I'd love for you to share some of your 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 photos and stuff, some of your work on the on the Facebook page so people can see it, you know, and, and share website links and all that kind of stuff. The main thing yeah. is so that we can all connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have actually two websites, but I'll I'll put the the more the one that I'm on and doing the storytelling. It's liveloud.co. 
liveloud.co is the same thing on Instagram uh, at liveloud.co. Uh, on Facebook, there's Live Loud Stories, and on YouTube, is Live Loud Impact. And um, you can find all of that on my Instagram. If you are on Instagram, liveloud.co, on the link in bio, it has connections to all of these things. And uh, aside from there, you'll be able to navigate and find my photography art. That's how it all started with Raul Espinosa Photography. It's been my travel photos, my art photos of just being immersed in communities all around the world. And I have the cluster of all that stuff there. But the storytelling is more of the recent venture through Live Loud and all of that and the exciting day-to-day, the next travel, all that stuff is going to be live on those platforms. Awesome. So for everybody, anybody listening, if you're looking for an ethical, globally conscious, brand-promoting videographer and photographer, this is your man. Get get after it. Uh, connect. And let's make a difference. Thanks so much, Raul, for uh, taking the time out of your day, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure, and I look forward to many more conversations.